0: So we're going to be looking today in a couple places. Uh, We're going to look here in Joshua and also in Matthew a little bit later. But I wanted to start us out today in Joshua chapter 1. And so uh, today's title, it's going to be a two-part lesson. It'll be this week and next week. But the name of this, this little thing for the next two weeks is called The Mission. Amen? The Mission. How many knows that God puts people on missions? Amen. And God has given us a mission in life as well. But today's going to be part one, and I've titled it this, Guaranteed Success. And so, as we get ready to read these verses, let's pray and ask God to help us as we look into His Word and see what He wants to show us today. So Father, we come to You today in Jesus' name. We thank You for Your goodness and mercy. We thank You, Lord, for all things that You've given to us. We thank You, Lord, for Your Word today, and we thank You, God, that You've shown us this message about the mission. We thank You, Lord, that You've shown us about... Uh, the guaranteed success that you do promise us. So, Father, as we open your word today, may our hearts and minds and ears be open to the things you have to speak to us today, for it is very important for us to understand this as Christians in the day in which we live. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray a blessing over this service today and over your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we're talking about the mission, and we're talking about guaranteed success. So, let's read, we're going to read the first nine verses here out of the book of Joshua. And so we'll read Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses." Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right hand or from the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If I were to tell you today that any endeavor you were to take place or to take part in, or something project you were to work on, or if somebody was to give you some project or some job to do, If somebody at the very beginning of that could guarantee you that you're going to have success wouldn't that be a good thing it would be it would take away a lot of the fear and the anxiety because that's really what gets us when we go set our hand to do anything there's always a fear of failure there's always that thought in the back of your mind well I don't know how this will work out Uh, most of you here have probably had more than just one job you've probably worked at a couple different places I can't think of anything that's much more stressful in this world than to start a new job after you've been somewhere else and then you have to go start a new job for whatever reason. There's always that thought in your mind, man, I hope it's better than where I left. I hope it's not worse. And so all those things, that's a big thing we, we wrestle with in life is the fear of failure and the anxiety that comes with that. But we see here that God gives Joshua a mission. Joshua now is going to take the, take the reins, after Moses has passed away, and he's going to go and lead the people into the promised land. And if you notice through those verses there that God promised they would be successful? And He asked him a couple of things. God asked Joshua two things. He said, I want you to be strong and of good courage. I don't want you to be afraid. I'm going to be with you. This is going to succeed. And He asked him also to be diligent to follow God's Word. He said this book of the law which Moses commanded you, I want you to obey it down to the T. Amen? And he said if you would do those things, in return he was going to give him and promised him two things. Guaranteed success and that they would be prosperous everywhere he went. No man should be able to stand before you all the days of your life. So Joshua is given the promise right off the bat from the very beginning you're going to lead the people over into the promised land. And I'm going to be with you. And I want you to do these couple things for me, right? I want you to obey the word. And I want you to be courageous. And if you'll do those things, this mission will succeed. Isn't that amazing? Most of the time, people ask us to do something, and the first thought in our mind is, I don't know if I could do that, right? Right? You ever been asked on the job to do something and you think, I don't know if I can get that done or not. I don't know if I can accomplish that. So there is an anxiety that comes with starting a new mission, worrying about whether it will work or not. But God's given the promise that it's going to succeed. Amen. The reason that it was going to succeed is God said He would not leave him nor forsake him in the mission and that God would be with him everywhere he went. Now, if we know ahead of time, if God gives us a mission, He's going to enable us to see that mission through. That we're going to be successful. And the reason that we're going to be successful, because there is no higher power, there is no higher authority than God. And if God says, I'll be with you on this mission, nobody will be able to deter it. There will be little things come up here and there. There will be battles. There will be fights. There will be struggles. But those struggles will be overcome. Amen? Amen. Now, that we've said that, I wanted to use that because this week, I was doing some reading and things and thinking a little bit about different other things and the Lord just laid this in my lap. i never seen how Joshua chapter 1 is a direct parallel to Matthew 28. So let's read Matthew 28 right at the end of the book of Matthew. I'll give you a moment to flip over there. I never put these two together in this way. And so I just have to share it with you. Amen. So be turning over to Matthew 28 and verse 16. Hallelujah. Now in Matthew 28, and where we're going to start in verse 16, this is when Jesus had been crucified, rose from the dead, and had paid a visit to His disciples. And now He gives them what we call here in these passages here, this is where He gives them what we call the Great Commission. This is what I want you to do. The whole reason that I came and died on this cross and rose again was for this right here to get ready to take place. I'm giving you a mission. This is the mission that I want you to partake in. So Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to Me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There's a parallel between what Joshua's mission was and the mission that Jesus is now sending his followers on. Jesus also asked us two things. I want you to do two things. Just like God asked Joshua to do two things. I want you to obey the Word and I want you to be courageous. Jesus asked two things of us. Go into the world and preach the Gospel to all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And He also asked for us to teach teach them to obey all things that He has commanded us all the teachings of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount and all the way through and all those things, we are to teach those who accept Christ those things. Teach them to obey those things. So He's asked us two things. Preach the Gospel, share the goodness, share the good news of the Gospel with all the nations, and then teach them to observe everything I've asked you to observe. And in return, Jesus promised us two things also. Just like Joshua was promised two things, We're also promised guaranteed success. Well, what do you mean? Not everybody we preach to gets saved. That wasn't the mission. The mission was to preach the gospel. God will work out who all gets saved and who doesn't or whatever. That will be between them and the Lord. See, we always take and we misunderstand the Great Commission. We think if we go and we preach and somebody doesn't accept it, we fail. No, we haven't failed. The success of the mission is that we preach the gospel to all the nations. And then the ones who do believe, we teach them what to observe and how they should live. Prosperity everywhere we go. Well, Rick, I don't, I don't know. There's more of these people in the world right now that's probably going to die lost if they don't change their ways than there are going to church. See, there again, we look at that with a natural mind. I want to tell you something out of the Scripture. Jesus said, I want you to look at that verse again. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. And in verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of who? Of all the nations. What did God promise the Messiah He was going to inherit back in the Old Testament through Isaiah and some of those prophets? What did He promise them? You will inherit all the nations of this world. And if we remember in Revelation chapter 7, there's a very interesting thing that takes place. John looked up and he said, I saw a number, a multitude <clears throat> that no man could number, out of every nation, out of every tribe, out of every people, out of every tongue, standing before the Lord. That tells me that the mission succeeded. Amen. Jesus said, I want you to go and have every nation be represented, that somebody in that nation accepted Christ. That every somebody in every tribe, in every tongue, every language, every people. And so Jesus has promised us, I want you to take on this mission, and it will be successful. Doesn't mean every person in that nation gets saved, but that nation will be represented in heaven. Those people will be represented in heaven. Those different tongues, those different languages, those different tribes. Eventually, somebody from those will accept Christ and be represented in that number that no man could number. I'll give you even further. Every family on earth will be touched by the gospel of Jesus Christ. You remember what God promised Abraham in Genesis chapter 12? Abraham, you're blessed. Those that bless you, I'm going to bless. Those that curse you, I'm going to curse. But in you, in your seed, shall all the what? Families of the earth be blessed. In Acts chapter 3, they refer back to that by saying that when Jesus come and turn us away from our iniquities, that was the blessing. And it was also listed there that every family... You know, every family on this earth will be touched by the Gospel of Jesus Christ at some point in time. It may not be the grandparents, may not be the parents, but that family line that comes down, somebody in that family will accept Christ. And they'll be represented in the role in heaven. We've been guaranteed success for witnessing to the goodness of Jesus. Just like Joshua, everything they did, unless they made a mistake... Unless when Joshua, there was sin or something found in the camp or whatever. Those words played out exactly. They marched around Jericho and the walls just fell down, right? God did exactly what He promised He would do. Now Jesus is going to do exactly what He's promised. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone, to all nations. Your family and my family, we've been touched by the gospel. Amen? Now, Jesus also promised us this, that there would be success and that He would not leave us nor forsake us. Look at how it's worded. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. He promised Joshua, I'll not leave you, forsake you, I'll go with you. The Lord your God shall be with you wherever you shall go. You can testify to the goodness of Jesus on your job. Don't mean you got to know this book front to back. Not everybody's called to be ministers, right? But you can testify that God's been good to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. He saved me. You can ex- just exhibit that to people, express that to people. He saved me. He forgave me of my sins. Jesus promised that He'd be with us to the end of the age. Now the reason that this takes place, and the Lord's working us around backwards here. You're going to love this. The reason that Jesus can make these promises is found in verse 18. We read over this, and next week we're going to get even more in-depth into this, but it'll be a little bit too much for us today. I want you to look again at verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, a little bit of authority has been given to me. All authority has been given to me in heaven and where? And on earth. See, we're going to talk a little more next week about this. What we tend to do is when we look around and we see that Well, God doesn't seem to have control of this earth right now. Jesus doesn't seem to have control. We start to take all these Scriptures and say, well, that must just be in the future, in the millennium, or something like that. But Jesus said, I have all power and authority. When? Now. It's just how Jesus plans and chooses to use that authority is where we get mixed up. All power and authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So now we have to have the question, How does Jesus use that authority? Does He use it to force people to accept Him? No. There's going to come a day when people will have to bow their knee to Him and serve Him. The Bible talks about that in the millennium. There'll come that day when He'll rule with a rod of iron and there'll be no more choice. You'll either do right or you'll be gone. But until then... This age which He talks about, which is the age of grace, or what some people refer to as the grace dispensation, the time when Jesus died and rose again until the time He returns again, that period of time is where we're living right now. That time has not ended. But, Rick, you you just don't understand how corrupt Washington, D.C. is. It's still the age of grace. The time which we're living right now is still this age. And Jesus said... I will not leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I am with you to the end of the age. To do what? Make ourselves out better better than everybody? No. To what? Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So how is Jesus applying His authority? He enables us to witness about His grace toward us. You know we have to be enabled to share the goodness. We have to be courageous to share the goodness. Because why? Everybody in the world, they look to sports and to their heroes and to all these things, and that's where they draw their, their strength and encouragement from and all that. But it takes a little bit of courage for us to say, no, my strength doesn't come from this, this, and this. My strength comes from the Lord. Amen? So He enables us. And He doesn't force anybody to serve Him at that time, like I said a while ago. Now, there's been a lot of times, and and I've heard the stories, in this area, in certain churches, people would go at the end of the service and give an altar call, and people wouldn't come forward. And then people from the church would go and grab them and drag them to the altar. That's not what Jesus had His power and authority for All who wants to come, whosoever will, let them come. We can't force anybody. And see, that's where we get mixed up. We look at the world and we say, well, it don't seem to be a whole lot of saved people right now. Jesus didn't guarantee everybody to get saved. But He guaranteed He'd be with you and I as we share that with everybody we know. Amen? Amen. Jesus has promised us that He'll be with us everywhere we go during this age. And He's also promised us success. Look at how it's worded. All authority has been given to me, heaven and earth. Go therefore. Therefore means you have to tie back to what was said just previously. Because I have all power in heaven and earth, this is what I want you to do with it. This is how Jesus... Our Messiah has chosen to use His power and authority at this point in time. Now, could He have at that moment demanded everybody serve Him? Sure He could. He's the King. But He said, Since all power and authority is given to Me in heaven and on earth, I want you, My followers, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Your family members that don't want to get saved, that knows the right way. keep praying for them. Keep speaking to them, tell them, "Oh, the Lord's been so good. The Lord's kept me and kept you and kept. Just do whatever the Lord lays on your heart to witness to people. Amen? For the Lord is the one that's got the goodness in our life. It's nothing we've done, isn't it? So Jesus didn't promise that everybody gets saved, and there's where we get discouraged. Well, I've witnessed to 20 people and I've never led anybody to the Lord. It's okay. Your mission is to just simply preach the Gospel. And that doesn't mean up here behind one of these. Amen. That means that, well, I look back and say, people could look back and say, man, my mom preached me the Gospel because she always prayed over me. She always taught me about the Scriptures. Mom may not have ever stood behind this podium and talk to people your friend or your family member other kids whatever witnessing to the goodness of Jesus Christ is way more than standing back here amen this is the very minimal part of it now in our society where we've gotten used to big crowds and televisions and stuff we think that that's what preaching the gospel means okay and it does to a degree but you preach the gospel every day on your job when people look at you, you may not be talking to them about scriptures all the time. But when situations arise that something crooked's going on, and they want you to be part of it, no, I can't do that. Well, why can't you do it? Because I'm following the Lord. He's been too good to me for me to go the other way. That's our mission: take the gospel to every nation, tribe, people, tongue, and family. Amen. Share what Jesus has done for us. Verse 20, as we get ready to close. I know today's a little shorter than normal, but it was too much to put both of them into the same thing, so we'll do another part on this next week. Next week we're going to talk about part two of the mission. We're going to talk about the commander-in-chief. Amen. And we're going to talk about some things. Maybe you had not heard about the commander-in-chief. How is it that he has this authority in the earth? We're going to talk about that next week. But He's given, been given authority and He's decided to use it right now for you and I to enable us and empower us to share the good news. That makes me excited. Amen. So in closing, may we be strengthened and encouraged in the Lord today. It's His power. Amen. Let us be courageous and carry out our mission of sharing the good news of the Gospel. Knowing what? That Jesus is with us. If I know, just like Joshua, I knew God had promised to be with me when he went and fought those battles, he knew he couldn't lose. So when I decide that I'm going to carry out this mission knowing Jesus is with me and I share the gospel, that it will get shared with somebody and then they'll have to make a decision to themselves. The decision they make is not based upon me. My mission is to share it with them. The things which we have seen and heard, that we declare to you. That's all witness it is. I don't have to know all the Scriptures. I don't have to be a theologian. Amen? All I have to do is do like Brother Charlie says, share what Jesus has done for me. Amen? That's what sharing the Gospel is. May we also fully understand that Jesus has all power and authority in heaven and earth. And that no soul is beyond His reach. We're going to get more into that next week. The fact that Jesus has power and authority even over the things we think He don't. We shortchange Him a lot. That tells me that there's no soul. No evil person that's beyond His reach that He cannot save. Amen? It's not up for us to decide that. I've known people in my life, I doubt they'll ever get saved. They're too ornery. Next thing you find out, they got saved. So no soul is beyond His reach. Our mission is what? To just keep sharing what He's done for us. Amen? And may we go forth. Share the gospel with those whom the Lord has burdened us with. and Put put a burden on our heart. Let us be assured our mission will be successful. Amen? I want to share the Gospel and what He's done with me, not only to you on Sundays, but to other people. Amen. And when people say, where does your peace come from? comes from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to pray this morning for us as a church and for us as individuals. Amen. We were talking a little bit before church and Michelle and I have talked a lot about it. There's enough people in this general community that all these churches around here should be full. They really should. And I want to pray that as we begin to testify to people the goodness of the Lord, maybe a few will come in here and there. We had a report that uh, Larry and Tammy knew some people, and they're, they're looking for a church, and they've invited them to come. So just little things like that, sharing the gospel. That's our mission. Amen. The results, that's in God's hands. But our mission is to what? Share that gospel and know that He's with us everywhere we go. It might surprise you who decides to come to church or want to talk to you about the Lord. Amen. So let's pray this morning. Father, we come to you today in Jesus' name. We've delivered this, Your words You've given to me. Father, we thank You, Lord, for this word, and we see that that our what our mission is is to go and share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank You that that You've used Your power and authority in such a way that it gives all men a choice. Lord, it's, it's, it's amazing to me the way that You do things and the way You structure things. When You rose from the dead, You had all power and authority in heaven and earth. And instead of using it like some uh, dictator, like some false uh, messiah or some human that just was greedy with power, You decided to use that power and authority to draw all peoples to Yourself. All the nations, all the tribes, the tongues, the peoples, even the families we've talked about here today are promised to be affected by this gospel. We thank You, Lord. We thank You that we have a part in it. We thank You, Lord, that You saved us, but not only that You saved us, but You made us now part of this mission that we can share what You've done for us so that on that day, like John saw in Revelation, a number which no man could number out of all nations, all tribes, tongues, and peoples, standing before the God and the Lamb, worshiping in a loud voice. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank You that we're a part of it. We thank You, Lord, that we get to be part of Your mission. Help us, Lord. Burden us with souls that we need to talk to and need to pray about, that they may come in and be part of the fold. Father, I thank You for all these things today. In the name of Jesus, be with each and every person today as individuals and us as a church, Lord, that we begin to to outreach even more and to try to draw people in to hear Your goodness. We thank You for today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.